0: Slava Isisogastu, Slava Naveka, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. It's Father Basil again doing another podcast. And I'm going to continue reading today from this book, Light for Life, Part 3, The Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. And we're going to continue talking about our spiritual journey and using the tools for spiritual growth persons at this stage should get more serious about receiving the mysteries with regularity as they do their perceptions of these realities will deepen they may have been attending the divine liturgy on the lord's day primarily as an obligation binding under sin They should be helped to understand more fully what happens during the liturgy, seeing God's gift in it, leading to an increased desire to participate. They should receive communion regularly, preparing carefully for it by prayer and fasting, seeing it as making the church the body of Christ. They should definitely begin to frequent the mystery of repentance, confession, so as to experience the healing power and acceptance of Christ's love. They must strive to become more integrated into the life of the church on a regular, disciplined basis. As believers gradually come to see what God has in store for his people, the Bible will begin to mean more to them. At this stage, people should discipline themselves to regularly contact with the scriptures both in listening to them proclaimed and explained in church, as well as in private reading. They learn to hear God speaking here and now to them as individuals in a the community. They will want to know what he has to say in order to orient their lives to it. The scriptures also teach them how God normally relates to the people, what he expects in the relationship and what happens in that relationship making their own spiritual progress more understandable. In those sacred pages, God also reveals himself so that people can fall more deeply in love with him. Spiritual reading should also be directed towards books on spirituality and the Christian life, as well as the lives of the saints. This provides a healthy model and direction toward what they are attempting to accomplish. At the beginning of our spiritual journey, personal prayer will tend to be vocal using said formulas. It will be used frequently to create recollection, fight temptation, and keep God in mind. The most important aspect of prayer at this stage of our spiritual life is that we grow from praying when we feel like it to establishing a discipline or regularity in prayer. The beginner in fasting may see himself as accomplishing great feats in the spiritual struggle. However, as the fathers insist, fasting, while of value in itself, is not something to boast of in front of God, for it is simply a tool for training those who desire self-restraint. The ascetic should not feel proud because he fasts, but with faith in God, he should think only of reaching his goal. The Christian must come to see fasting as primarily a means to acquire self-control and discipline, to break attachments. Almsgiving will tend to be somewhat mechanical and depersonalized, viewed as what a good Christian ought to do, rather than an expression of the communion existing between all God's creation. A commitment to practicing these tools at this level helps us grow to a more mature perception of the true value by developing self-discipline in us. As we continue our spiritual journey, things begin to happen inside. A new world of awareness of God starts to unfold. First of all, we hopefully develop a sense of penthos, compunction. We begin to realize how much God loves us and how little we care in return. We are much like the teenager who is totally overwhelmed when he finally realizes how much his parents really love him. The result is often tears of joy and sorrow mixed together. This cleanses us and moves us to do more to get closer to God. The tears that come after baptism are greater than baptism itself, though it may seem rash to say so. Baptism washes off those evils that were previously within us, whereas the sins committed after baptism are washed away by tears. The baptism received by us as children we have defiled, but we cleanse it anew with our tears. If God and his love for the human race had not given us tears, those being saved would be few indeed and hard to find. So this book also talks about the differences between our Eastern concept of sin and the Roman Catholic concept of sin. So I just want to talk a little bit about this as well the difference between sins, transgressions, and infirmities. Our Eastern Christian concept of sin is not normally cast in a legal model, but rather within a medical paradigm. We need to be healed of our sins. If a person goes to a pond for ice skating in wintertime and sees a sign posted which states, Ice skating forbidden, danger, thin ice. And he goes ahead anyway to skate, then falls through the ice. Where is the evil in this situation? Is it it the fact that the man disobeyed the sign? Or is it the fact that he is in icy water in danger of drowning? In the same way, God has outlined for us a way of life in which we can express the reality of our nature living in communion with him and with others. He has posted signs for our safety, not as a test. When we disobey, disobey comes from the Latin "disobedire," not to listen carefully. We harm ourselves and others. We are punished by our sins, not for them. God is on our side. However, if we do not listen to him, example, obey him, damage continues to be done. We form an inadequate view of reality and try to live in conformity with it. This is the height of folly, and in the Old Testament, folly is one of the words frequently used for sin. In the beginning prayers, said at the start of every service and time of prayer, we use several words to describe moral lapses. Lord, forgive us our sins. Master, pardon our transgressions. Holy One, look upon us and heal our infirmities for your namesake. Each of them refers to a different dimension of our brokenness. So sins refer to the conscious, willful acts of not heeding the signs. They damage us as well as others and lead to our weakening or termination of our communion of God, our true self, and others. Transgressions, referred to in other prayers as unwilling, unknown, or involuntary sins, concern situations or acts in which we have not knowingly disregarded the signs, but have been involved with acts that nevertheless cause damage. We are not guilty of the damage knowingly or freely, but it has occurred. Thus, we must pay taxes, but some tax revenue is used for things which we as Christians cannot in conscience support. If I throw a ball to you, and you fail to catch it so that it breaks a window, we have not voluntarily broken it, but the damage has been done, and we are involved. Infirmities refer to personality traits, attitudes, or weaknesses which while not sinful in themselves nevertheless lead us into sinful situations. For instance, having a hair-trigger temper is not in itself immoral, but it does lead to concrete sins. So that's very interesting what we just read today. So, uh, going back to our uh, tools of spiritual growth, how do we use those tools of spiritual growth? So, um, you no, know, going to church on Sunday shouldn't be, you, we shouldn't just Think of it as, well, if we don't go to church, we're going to get punished by God. We should see it that we want to go to church because we know that it's going to help us in our eternal salvation. The same with every sacrament. We want to receive the body and blood of Christ because we know it's going to help us get to heaven. We want to go to confession regularly because we know that when we go to confession, we get those um, graces of God to live a better life and to be holier and to be closer to God in every way. So this is why we we uh, <coughs> take these sacraments or take advantage of these sacraments all the time. And and one thing it said here also, spiritual reading. We have to read good material. We have to read holy material and, and avoid that material that causes us to sin. You know? And, and And this is important as well. We have to read books that are spiritually based, that are, You know, holy, that are Christian, that are Catholic, and avoid books that are immoral. You know, (laughs) avoid books, avoid those things that make us sin. We have to do that. All right, so I'll talk more about this in another time. God bless, good night.